Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Yo, I'm Johnny King. What's going on? Welcome to the Johnny King Show. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I want to talk about relationships. I was watching a little video online um, done by the always insightful Matthew Hussey, relationship expert guru, whatever you want to call it. Um, dude has got you know relationships dialed in in a major, major way. And he said one of the biggest mistakes that's ever made in a relationship is assuming bad intention, right? I've been in a lot of relationships over my 40 plus years of being on this planet. (laughs) And uh, I've certainly fallen victim to this, but not as much over the past 10 years, let's say, than when I was, uh, when I was younger. There's, there's, I'd say it's a very prevalent thing. When you assume that the other person in the relationship with you that their intention is, you know, spiteful or it's negative or it's meant to hurt you, right? Um, where, the, where you just think, like, they meant, they meant to screw me over. They meant to make my life a living hell. They meant to, to do this and do that. And they're, they're dragging me through the roof. They stabbed me in the back, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's such a slippery slope. Because quite frankly, when I've talked to, now I've been on the receiving end of that too. And when I've heard from my significant other at the same, at, at, at the time, like, <clears throat> you did this and you meant to do that. And, you know, how could you? I was like, what? You know, Matthew Hussey goes on to say exactly how I felt. He was like, a lot of these things can adequately <laughs> be explained away by ignorance Maybe just not thinking things through before you say them, um, not just just not having the tools or the maturity to communicate in a way that the other person readily understands that your heart, although again maybe like <laughs> maybe you acted in ignorance, but that you didn't come from a place of like actual desire in your heart to hurt them. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you've been in that situation. I think if if if, <laughs> if anyone has spent enough time in a relationship or in various relationships, you're gonna you're bound to run into this, right? But it can be so challenging and so <laughs> so difficult and frustrating, especially when you're on the receiving end, from the standpoint of like, no, I did this, or or even like I I did this out of the kindness of my heart, and it's turned completely around, and made out to be this horrible thing, you know, have you done that? Have you had that experience where like you, you were actually attempting to do something sweet and it completely backfired on you and the other person made it out to be something huge and that you meant to make this, you know, a living hell for them. And you're like, what? I actually was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to come from my heart on this granted, maybe poor execution, but cut, cut me some slack on this, you know? So the the interesting thing is, why this happens 
and Matthew uh, Hussey mentions this, and I, and I completely concur. I completely concur that we do it because we immediately rush to confirm our worst suspicion that we're unlovable, um, that we're not enough, that we're a piece of shit, you know? And so I've had significant others where like, <clears throat> you don't love me. I'm just, I'm just, you know, eye candy on your arm. I'm just this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Again, I'm like, what? What do you, like, how can I communicate to you any more effectively how I feel, you know? Clearly it's not landing. And I, you know, I've been in several relationships where you communicate, you communicate words of affirmation, words of affirmation, words of affirmation, and it never lands, right? But that is, that is unfortunately, all of our worst fears is that we're not enough and that we won't be loved. But if you, if you start to believe that the other person in your, in your relationship has bad intention, oh shit, like game over because you start to have that story or that narrative, right? And you'll look for any sort of evidence to, to even like, you're just like, you're, you're just pulling straws. You're just looking for the tiniest of spider web connections between that thing and that experience over here. And those two things barely connect, but Oh, there you go. Like, even if you have a remote connection between various things, we tend to gather evidence because our ego wants us to be right. Our ego is looking to protect us. Our ego wants completion. I want to be able to have a, a great sense of, of uh, what's the word, certainty, security, that what I feel, what I'm experiencing is right. You know, and so we'll find evidence like, oh, you did this, and then you do that, and I re- and I've sat down with various people <laughs> after the fact, especially as I've gotten into like just understanding why we do what we do, and sit down and be like, what you know. <laughs> Where did things go wrong? You know, what was what was your story like? Because we all, I know we all have our various stories, right? Of of how relationships either thrive or <laughs> don't survive. And it's been interesting to sit down with various uh, girlfriends of mine over the over the years and be like, oh, okay, well that wasn't my experience at all. You know, I remember sitting down with with uh, w- with an ex and and she's telling me like this happened and then you did this and that's the way you're like what <laughs> have you have you noticed the theme <laughs> this is the theme for today's podcast episode what <laughs> i'm like i don't know who i don't know who you're you were in relationship with because whoever you're explaining to me as they're describing that well that wasn't at least my experience of me now there is something that's that's interesting going on here. You have to be extremely curious because a lot of times who or how we think we show up to other people is actually not even remotely close to, to their experience of us, right? And so um, I think that's, I mean, that's, that is a, a big thing that you have to take into consideration. But because we all have these, these two same fears of fearing that we're not enough and that we're not loved, then when when we find you know that story or that narrative that says oh they have bad intention 
and we look for evidence to support it, all that does ultimately is confirms our worst fear, right? And in the various relationships that I'm thinking of in, in my experience, and you, you might be, you know, have your wheels turning right now as I'm talking about this, I've had various relationships end not because of a lack of love, but because of this narrative that my significant other at the time had that I didn't love her, that I didn't feel, you know, that I wasn't uh, appreciative of her, if I, that I wasn't seeing her, and it was confirming her worst, en- her worst fear that she was not anything special. She just was a placeholder, and I call bullshit. And the, and the, and the challenge is, I mean, I guess in any <laughs> dysfunctional relationship, a lot of times it becomes who can push the big red button the fastest, right? Who's going to be the one in control? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, if this is going downhill and I sure as, sure as shit know that I'm not enough and I'm starting to find the evidence to confirm that you really don't actually love me. You're just going through the paces or like it's only a matter of time till this all falls apart. Well, then I'm going to push the big red button. I'm going to eject out of this relationship because I want to be in control because better to at least be in control than to be the one who is left. Does that make sense? Unfortunately, gosh, I, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, we all have our regrets and our, uh, our, our past learning experiences, and they don't have to be regrets as long as you, you really learn from them because we're all provided with what we need. And even if relationships end, there's always, I, I'm just a firm believer that there's always abundance available to you right here, right now in this very moment, whether you're single or whether you're coupled at the moment. But I do hope that there is the, the humility and the wherewithal and maturity for all of us as we're doing this journey to, to realize, oh, maybe that was me that one time in that relationship. <laughs> I can see that for me. I can see where my insecurities were being triggered by someone I was with and I couldn't, I fell apart. I played, I, I like shrunk down, I played small. Uh, I just kind of became a little puppy dog and I lost my sense of balance. I couldn't handle it. And the idea of being single and, and not being triggered, not being like constantly, um, provoked into my fears that maybe I'm not good enough for this person. It was just nicer to think, you know what, I'm just going to be alone. And so I broke up with her, but I, I've, I've been on, like I said, I've been on the receiving end where I'm. I'm totally into this relationship. I'm committed. I am, I've put myself out there. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm pushing all my chips into the middle of the table. And yet she's been the one who's pushed the big red button because of her fears. And yet she's made a story about why I was the, you know, biggest waste of space, you know, <laughs> and, and this horrible person. And I had all of this horrible, bad intention, which quite frankly is all bullshit. But that was that was their experience. That is their lens, right? And I'm kind of putting this out for you too. What is the lens that we look through? If we are deeply insecure, we will find evidence to, to support that story that we're insecure, that we are, uh, not that we're insecure, but that we are, like I said, not enough and that we won't be loved. And we'll just go from relationship to relationship to relationship, finding other people to confirm our story. And then maybe we end up just settling 
for someone who we don't love, but that they're safe. They, uh, we know that they're going to protect us or that, you know, we're going to keep the peace, but we don't actually get to fully invest our heart like maybe we have in the past. And although we're certain that we probably won't get hurt like we did in the past again, we also end up wasting the capacity to love that we have within ourselves to give to the world, to give to, to someone else. To like, There's nothing better than, than, in my humble opinion, than that intimate, special relationship that you have with your person. But I, but I do know a lot of people, unfortunately, who have gotten married, coupled off, not with someone that they really, really, truly love, but who is just safe. And it's like, good enough. And it's better to be safe than it is to be vulnerable and, and better, to, better to, to have that sense of security and that, uh, that life partner that you just do life together, but there's not a ton of like intimacy or romance, deep connection. But it's better to have that than to potentially put ourselves back out there and be hurt again like we've been hurt in the past. And that's too bad, you know. That's that's a shame because we, we only live once and, man, I do feel like at the end of the day, love is that quality that can change everything, absolutely everything. So coming back around full circle, the one of the biggest mistakes that you can make in any relationship is just assume that the other person has bad intention. And the way that I've worked through not falling victim to that in the past personally that I recommend that you do too is start to ask yourself more frequently, what else could this mean? You know, so even when I'm in, like I'm currently in a relationship, when I'm in a relationship and something triggers me or they do something that just really frustrates me, I have learned, not all the time, but more times than not, I've learned to just stop, take a deep breath and think, is like truly see their heart. Like, do they truly mean to, you know, whatever they did to to trigger me or to hurt me, you know? Or could that potentially be just my lens that I'm looking through, my own stuff from the past that that's being triggered of my own past pains and hurts? Is that actually an opportunity for me to grow and to, to heal there as well? So for what it's worth, I'd say maybe maybe worth uh, digging into a little bit. Just do not assume bad intention. Always ask, like, what else could there be? Possibly is bad intention, and it's horrible to be in a relationship with someone who actually is spiteful. But the funny thing is, like, I, I do know, like, in various relationships that I was in where that person had made me out to be the scapegoat, and, and then some of their friends hate me too. And, like, what story did you tell them? I know deep down inside that they actually don't believe that story. But that story that they believe, it it releases any responsibility for them to actually look at that deep, dark, scary belief that they're not enough. That's a lie, but better to just assume and just cast outwardly that, oh, it's your problem, you know, <laughs> I'm out than it is for us to look internally and to heal within, right? 
That's why this whole podcast, that's why everything I do is all about, first and foremost, you've got to heal all of the woundedness that's going on. That's why I'm working with a coach right now. I have still, and I don't know if this ever ends, there's always things that we can heal from. There's always work to be done. But if you're not willing to courageously face the music and step into that, man, you're going to live a life where you're not going to fully love or be loved and you're going to be so exhausted because you're constantly running. You're constantly running away from those fears. And believe it or not, when you actually turn and face those fears, they're not as scary and hairy and audacious as you have maybe made them out to be, right? Because if you've been running for years or decades from some of these things, and you have yet to face the music, like this thing can feel like it's literally like this huge snowball that's building and building and, and, and you know, you can feel it rumbling on your, under your feet right behind you as you're running as fast as you can. It's just exhausting. It's an exhausting way to experience life and you're missing out. I'm telling you right now. You're missing out on so much love and so much, so much joy. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not talking from an ivory tower. I don't have this all figured out. It's one thing to be able to talk about it intellectually, I get it. It's another thing to actually act on it. And that's what I really do. It's like one thing, like me talking these things out on, on podcast episode to podcast episode really does help me continue to kind of reinforce the things that I already know. And then it shows up in my relationship because I'm constantly keeping it on the forefront of my mind. And so that's the same way that I hope it happens for you too. As you're listening to the things we're discussing on each episode, that you go back and then it something maybe triggers and reminds you, oh, you know what? I feel like they're they're doing this on purpose. They're looking to hurt me. Like, no, no, wait. I listened to that episode of the Johnny King Show, <laughs> and he said to to ask first, what else could this mean? Could it mean that I'm just maybe looking at it in a inaccurate <laughs> viewpoint? Is it possible that I'm just reacting out of my past fears? Is it that uh, maybe they've just had a really rough day and they're just snapping at me even though what happened earlier in their day was really horrible and you know they're just having a hard time processing and getting that energy out? Who knows, right? Love and compassion and empathy is your answer. So I appreciate you as always for joining me on the Johnny King Show. I hope this one resonated for you it certainly has for me i'm so grateful i stumbled upon it uh thank you matthew hussey for the work that you do and if you haven't uh explored him at all if you're interested at all in learning about dating and relationships and everything (laughs) from a to z about interacting with the the opposite sex go check him out matthew hussey just google and you'll find plenty all right until next time have a great day we'll talk soon cheers and i want to thank you so much for listening to the johnny king show and hey if you got something positive from this episode please subscribe to the show share it on your favorite social platform and then tag me in it so i can say hi it would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on apple Podcasts because i read every single one do you feel like there's something i could be doing better awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking. 
facebook.com backslash Johnny King men's coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.